Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. Welcome to Fire Church, everyone. Uh, so good to have you guys. And today I'm going to be uh, hitting a topic that can be often misunderstood, and it's called the fear of the Lord. Are you scared yet? So a lot of people are, are scared of God. Um, I had to ask Richelli yesterday because I said, you know, I've been safe for so long, I actually don't know what it's like to be scared of God because I had a revelation that God is my dad and he loves me so much. You see, when I first got saved and I ran into Jesus, I actually uh, really stuffed up my life. I, as I did what any young people did, you know, I partied hard. Some of you young people think, you know, church is for a bunch of nerds, which I used to think. But um, believe this or not, but once upon a time, I used to be pretty cool. A lot of people laughing, but I used to be, oh, I thought I was cool. I partied hard. You know, we used to go Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and then I will sleep all day Sunday so I can look normal on a Monday. And then I, that's my son and my wife, hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry, he's trying to preach. Never mind. Hallelujah. <coughs> But I pretty much, I partied hard and I stuffed up my life and um, I accidentally, uh, I was selling this drug called GHB and this young lady came into the car and I bought it from my dealer in a water bottle. So she thought it was a water bottle. She mistaken it for water. Took a mouthful. Long story short, she passed away. So when I first got saved, I seriously thought God wanted to kill me. Who here knows that feeling? I grew up as a Catholic, didn't really pay attention, couldn't understand anything. He was just talking about Old Testament, New Testament, and then football. That's the last sermon I remembered, by the way. Now, that's, that's, that's the last sermon I remember because I remember sitting there going, what the heck is this guy on about? And why am I here? And it's like, that's it, stuff this, I'm, I'm not coming back. And so the only reason I was there is because my mom kept telling me, oh, she's not here, but she prayed for me. And so when I first got saved, I seriously thought, being a Catholic, not that I pay attention, somehow I thought that God wanted to kill me. I sin, I'm a bad person, now He wants to smite me. Then I discovered that that is not what it means to, be, to have the fear of the Lord. Okay? So let's, let's begin. First point. So... The, that's the official title of this sermon. It's called The Fear of the Lord. But what I'm really going to address is this concept. Fear of the Lord versus being afraid of God. First point. Next slide, please. A lot of people say, when we grow up, right, for a young child, psychologists have said this, they've done research, they've got papers on this. They believe that a young uh, baby they get their identity from their carers because their carer is like connecting to their carer 
is survival. You know, like a little baby, right? They don't, if you put them down in a place, they can't even turn around. You put, first time I did tummy time with Isaac, it broke my heart because you put him down on his chest and he's just like, ah, ah. And then I'm like, oh, poor thing. Now seriously, you think he's going to die. He's just on his face. He can't turn around. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like cruelty. So their only means of survival is looking up at you, smiling. Did you know that? They're like, and then you're like, oh, little baby. I'm like, oh, I'll look after you. But that's, that, that is their means of survival. So if the adult have got issues for some reason, like alcohol addiction, drug addiction, depression, whatever, just busy, and they don't return that smile, a child cannot go, oh my goodness, my, my mom or my dad has depression. It's like, they, they've got issues. They go, no, what's wrong with me? The biggest, and it's called complex trauma. Okay. What happens is, is that when that happens over long periods of time, it gets ingrained into your soul, into your spirit. It gets ingrained into your subconscious and you can grow up and you forget all of this, but it's deep, deep, deep down and it affects a lot of things that you do. It affects the things that you think about, that you say and you do. Are you with me? Okay. Now, people who have complex trauma, then when it comes into, when you come across scriptures about the wrath of God, immediately something in them goes, God wants to kill me. Is that true? You following me? Now, in the church, instead of addressing the heart issue, which is low self-esteem, low self-worth, a wrong image of self, what what some churches have done, is, I'm talking about the ideology, I'm not judging, is that we've softened the message instead of addressing the heart issue. So we just go, God loves you, 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 and never talk about the judgment of God, the wrath of God. Because we don't want to make people uncomfortable. But what happens is it leaves you dysfunctional. So the church becomes slightly enabling. They call it enabling. It leaves you in your dysfunction. So today, I'm going to poke that injury a little bit in order to bring real healing. Because if, you, if you've got a massive splinter in your arm, just not touching it won't solve the problem because there's a point where you have to actually pull that splinter out. So I'm going to, I'm not going to do it because I don't have the time to do it, but I'm going to tell you that you need to do it and please go and do it. Because the gospel is actually an empowering gospel. God gave the fivefold ministry to equip the saints for the saints to do the work of the ministry. So it's not an enabling gospel where you've got your issue, you come to church, we'll pray for you, zap you and everything goes away, but you remain the same. And next week, you're going to come back for the same prayer again. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you tools to go, this is how you do it. Please go and do it. And if you don't want to do it, you'll remain the same. Yep. Second source of scared of God is to be in religion 
where you get taught, be good or else God will smite you. It's like an evil Santa Claus. He's what? Checking the list. Checking it twice. He's going to see who's naughty and nice. Naughty, naughty, naughty. That's what people think God is. People think that God is like this crazy Santa just waiting for you to stuff up. It's like some people think God, God gave us the law. It's like, you know, they shall not murder. He's just sitting there with his stick going, oh, I'll just wait for them to murder someone so I can smite them all. That is not God. The reason he says do not murder is because he doesn't want you to get murdered. He says do not murder because he doesn't want your family to get murdered, your children, your wife, your relatives. In the Middle East, he says an eye for an eye. So they've got this running battle going on for hundreds of years because no one wants to forgive. Are you with me? And so, every, oh, and this is the other thing as well. Um, this is not a contest, but I think last, or last week or the week before, Pastor Alex was sharing about how he had a dream about how buildings are being shaken and he had a, a word about the unshakable kingdom. Well, I actually had that word two years ago. It's not a contest because I've never delivered that word. God spoke to me and, and spoke about the unshakable kingdom. I've got it in my diary. It's about God is going to shake the world. And if you want to be unshakable, you have to hear the word of God and do them. Because the Bible says, he who hears my word and does them is like he who built his house upon the rock. When, not if, when the wind and the waves come and hit it, the house will not be shaken. Are you with me? So hearing the Word of God and then doing the Word of God is how you build your house upon the rock. I haven't delivered that Word, but I've been, do, I've been preaching that Word. I've been responding to it. Are you with me? That's why I'm saying it's not about just praying a prayer. It's about actually doing the Word of God. It's actually having the, the reverence. So the point was, that is a prophetic word, but it's not a spontaneous prophetic word. I got that two years ago, but then I'm watching people, but even Pastor Bianca shared that word, um, I think a few months ago, and then Pastor Alex shared it again. So the point is this, that word needs to be taken seriously because the world is being shaken. And if you don't put your house and your life upon the rock, you will shake with the world. A lot of people are saying, I got truth, this is my truth, right? I can go, well, this is my truth. I believe that the stage extends for another two metres. I'll take another step and watch, you can watch me whiplash myself. I'll go like that and then probably jar my neck. Right, I can go, this is my truth. Or that's your truth. Your truth is that the stage ends there. Well, my truth is that the stage extends. What people haven't done is that they haven't given it, given it enough time to find out whether their theory is right or not. We're hearing reports now of people detransitioning. Can't help, you know, you can't help watching these things, but people are saying all this theory about, you know, I watched a testimony yesterday about how this, this 15-year-old girl at that time was, you know, had feeling about, you know, not being happy in herself and then the doctors encouraged her to, to, to transition and now she's 23 and she's transitioning back. But now she's cut herself been on hormone blockers. And so, so that's what I'm trying to say. You can have a theory, 
But give the theory enough time and you're going to find out that the Word of God is the truth. You can say, I think this, I think that. It's like, you're going to find out. Okay? And the Word of God, man, the more I read the Word of God, the more I realise God was right there. God was right. Oh my goodness, I was stupid. God was right. You know, and you can just test yourself. God is always right. And He does it because He loves you. Okay, going back. So, the solution. People are afraid of God. Next slide. Romans 5, 17-19. For if by one man's offence death reigned through to one, how much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Next slide. Therefore, as through one man's offence, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Just, okay, I'll read that again. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. <laughs> People think, I sin, therefore I'm a sinner. The Bible says, you are a sinner, that's why you sin. People think because of my action, my identity is a certain way. The Bible says because your identity is a certain way, you act a certain way. It is because you sin because the tree is bad. Therefore, the fruit is bad. You can change the fruit, you won't change the tree. Jesus says change the tree and you'll get a different fruit. You are a sinner because of the actions of Adam. Did you know that, okay, little girls are a great example of this. When, when a woman gives birth to a little girl, she'll have the full complement of eggs inside of her. So instead, when you give birth to a little girl, you're actually giving birth to your granddaughter already. Are you with me? Granddaughter, grandson, when you give birth to a girl, you've given birth to a whole lineage. God created Adam. We were inside Adam when Adam sinned. That's why when Adam sinned, we sinned. Are you following me? <coughs> Evolutionists go, well, well, that's pretty stupid. So that you're saying the whole world came out of two people is better than coming from a rock. It rained on the rock and then the amino acids combined and then it goes up. It goes, it's natural selection. It's not natural addition. Natural selection removes information. It doesn't add information. 
And you go, how can all these different races came out of Adam and Eve? Their genes were rich. You can have two white dogs and you get a black, black dog, brown dog, spotted dog. You get it? So Adam, the gene of Adam and Eve was rich because they came from the factory floor. They came from the hand of God. So their genes are rich. So you, Adam and Eve, then they have children and the children marry each other. But back then their genes are rich. If you do it, then after a certain generation, there's not enough DNA data. So that's why now, then the God says, thou shall not marry your sister because you get mutation, okay? So that's why God does it out of love. So that's, again, another truth. So all of us are sinners because Adam ate from the tree of knowledge, good and evil. We became sinners. So we are sinners because of the action of another This is why Jesus, who is called the last Adam in 1 Corinthians, He made us righteous by the action of another. We are sinners because of the action of another person. So by that same theory, we can be made righteous by the action of another. Romans 6 now. So when you you accept Jesus, you are absorbed into His crucifixion, His burial, His resurrection. And out come a brand new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When I first got saved and I asked Jesus into my heart, when I was getting arrested, I said, God, if you're real, this is it. And I felt this fire came inside of me. And it felt like I woke up for the very first time and my first thought was, how the heck did I get here? I looked down at this dead body. I looked down at the police, the drugs, and I'm like, what the heck happened? Oh my goodness, I've been selling drugs. I've been taking drugs. That's cheap, but I wouldn't take drugs. But yet I did. And I didn't know what happened. What it is, is that I have become a new creation the new creation couldn't understand why the old Lee would take drugs. He, the, old, the new Lee didn't understand how he got to that place. I've become brand new. And that's what God does for you. He will do for you. If you haven't received Jesus, God wants to do that to you. So salvation is not just, see, this is why I hate that term, sinner saved by grace. Because if you're a sinner saved by grace, right? Before salvation, you are a sinner. Then you accept Jesus and then you can think you're a forgiven sinner, but you're still a sinner. Because that's the problem with being a sinner, but trying to perform the law. So you're a wicked, evil person trying to perform good works, but then you fail because you're still wicked and evil. The way God does that is that He changes your identity. The old person crucified, the Bible says, even circumcised, cut the foreskin, throw it away, and inside is a brand new creation. And this new person is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Sin becomes a lie. For the new creation to sin is to lie. When you accept Jesus, you get changed. And your new identity is that brand new creation. That brand new creation is created in the image and likeness of God. 
So you will act righteously because you have been made righteous. You don't act righteously to become righteous. You act righteously because God has made you righteous. This is the true salvation, the true righteousness by faith. Are you with me? This is why I don't like that term, sinner saved by grace, because if you're a sinner saved by grace, you're still a sinner. What you are is that you are righteous by grace, but what lags behind is the mind. This is why people who don't like the preaching of the Word, we get into trouble because it's about renewal of the mind. You can worship God for five hours, but your mind is still unrenewed. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, for you think the things of man and not of God. To think like a man is to think demonically. Jesus said, if you think like a man, it's satanic. Hello? Therefore, do not be conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Christianity is about learning about the ways of God and then doing it, applying it. And for example, next slide. Oh, there you go. Oh, other religions, my arrow has gone become a question mark. Change of behavior leads to change of identity. Christianity is a change of identity that leads to a change of behavior. Next slide. This is an example. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to read it to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Good place to say amen. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption. As sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, you're not a sinner, now you're a son, you're a daughter. According to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Come on! If you have that thought, oh, God hates me, cast down those high-minded things and replace it with the truth of God. Read the Word of God. I'm just giving you a example. The whole book of uh, the letter of Ephesians is just amazing. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Like, and I don't have time to read the whole thing. So I'm just giving you an example. So if you feel condemned, replace it. Just meditate every morning. It's like, God, I thank you that I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm love. I've been changed. Oh, my little Isaac, God bless his soul. He got up about three this morning. <laughs> Came to our room. Mama, he loves Justina, so he goes straight to her. So I'll let her deal with it. <laughs> I can't deal with it even if I wanted to. I said, he loves you more. <laughs> but this morning, Justina goes, it's 3 a.m. Why don't you, you can go back to sleep in your room or you can sleep here. So he snuggled in, in between us. And I was sleeping on my side and he wedged himself underneath my back so I'm on the corner of the bed. Now I can't move. <laughs> All right, and I'm sleeping sort of like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. But I feel warm and fuzzy because I got my little son snuggling to me. 
And this is what God said this morning. He reminded me, it's like, hey, you know how I like snuggle with you and you just enjoy that time? Because that's how you are to me. God loves you. He just, he just wants your attention. He just wants your presence. You don't need to perform to get His love. You have His love. Are you with me? You got to meditate on that. Next slide. Now we're going to hit the fear of the Lord. So the point of the last point was, don't be scared of God. Okay, fear of the Lord. Next slide, please. All right, Luke 4, verse 8. I'm going to move quickly. And Jesus, this is Luke 4 is when uh, Satan came to tempt Jesus with the three temptations. And this is one of them. Uh, Satan says, like, come and worship me and I'll give you the whole world. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. If you grab your Bible and look at the footnote, it will have Deuteronomy something or other. Can I get this out? Deuteronomy 6 verse 13. So I'd like to thank my friend Malcolm here. I was chatting with him and he just gave me this scripture. I'm like, hey, I was just preaching on the fear of God. So thank you. Are you guys following me? So Luke 4, can you go back to the last slide? Jesus says, so he's quoting Deuteronomy 6. You shall worship the Lord your God and Him only you serve. Next slide. But in Deuteronomy, it says, You shall fear the Lord your God and serve Him and shall take oath in His name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. So Jesus paraphrased that. So Jesus, who is God, says, You shall fear the Lord your God. He translated it in the New Testament to, You shall Worship the Lord your God. Thank you, Lynn, the only person that got excited with that. Next slide. Oh, a miracle, by the way. <clears throat> I came in here, just got really itchy throat, and then people prayed for me. Haven't been really coughing. The Hebrew word for fear is Yare, H3372, meaning to fear, to revere. Next slide. Then me being me, I need to Google reverence. I don't know what revere means. Reverence, it means to honour, to respect, awe. Next slide. The word reverence is to hold someone in extremely high esteem. You know, it's like someone who we really, really respect. For example, like the words of Reinhard Bonnke or something, or Billy Graham if he was alive. You know, say something, give advice, we go, oh yeah, right, take their notes. You know, we, we really cherish it, we pray, we're trying to understand it. So that's what it means to revere God is to hold Him in very, very, very high esteem. But then in the New Testament, you get this concept of God being a father. Then you get this concept of fear. You know what it is? 
It's quite simple to me. God is our Father, but our Father is a King. So it's not a this or that. It's that sometimes when, when the King is holding court, you've got to just give Him a bit of respect. Are you with me? But then in the privacy, in the privacy of your own home, He is Dad, Father. And depends as well. It's like, you know, he says, we are born again. We're born again as a baby. Then we grow up into a toddler, then young children, then teenager, then adult. And so our relationship changes. You know, as an adult, you address them as father, as dad. You know, relationship slightly changes, but it's still father and son. So this is some example. Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wise instruction. So the worship of God is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 8 verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behaviour and perverse speech. Next slide. In the New Testament, Hebrews 5 verse 78. Who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. <coughs> Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Can I call the, the worship team to come back up, please? So Jesus worshipped God with godly fear. This is how humble Jesus is. Though he was God, he, in Philippians, he counted not robbery if he was made lower than God. Then he became a human. Then he humbled himself and he became a carpenter. Then he died, humbled himself and he died a criminal's death. And he says, that's why the Father exalted him. That the mention of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And if we study Thessalonian, 2 Thessalonians, I was reading it yesterday. It says that God will punish those who've been persecuting us in the last days. God is our defender. That's why even, you know, Saul in the Old Testament, the apostle became the apostle Paul. He was persecuting and killing Christians. <coughs> and Jesus finally appeared to him in the road of Emmaus and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? He goes, I am Jesus Christ, whom you persecute. So when Saul was killing Christians, Jesus take that as an attack on him. In the last days, I believe that there will be attacks against God. But since they can't attack God, they'll attack His body. Times will get harder and harder. But we are those people who love not their life unto death. We love Jesus, amen? That's a pretty good response. Remember Katie coming in last week and saying, you know, the whole test of what she discovered is about like God is testing her to see whether she would love Him more than the world. And I'm like, that is the name of the game. God is testing us in every sphere, every location, every place we live in, every workplace to see whether we would love Him and follow Him. And often it's, it's at the cost of something. Will you love me at the cost of the world? But here's the beautiful thing. God loves you 
He's not like an evil, crazy Santa, seeing whether you've been good this week. And if you are, He wants to kill you. He actually did something. He gave His own Son. And in Him, He absorbed the whole of mankind. So in Him, all the sinner, all the evil, all the desire to be bad, to be selfish is removed. And out come a brand new creation. So right now, we don't want to end any service without giving people a chance to begin this amazing journey. And I pray that, you know, the, the, the effect of this sermon is that you will actually address the, the, the heart if you are scared of God. And to, to remove that and to actually draw near to God. Because if you're scared of God, you'll run away from Him. But the fear of the Lord will drive you to Him because He's amazing. Can I just get every head bow, please? Every eyes closed. Will you, can I get the next slide? Follow Jesus today. If you haven't done so, can I ask you to lift up your hand? It's an amazing journey. It's the best thing ever. The reason I destroyed my life was I did life my way. That song, you know, I did it my way. There's a song a long time ago, Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Well, I did life my way. $40,000 debt in my mom's credit card. $20,000 debt in my own credit card. A dead young lady. I went to jail for a little bit. That's what I got out of my way. And when I came to Jesus, I discovered that His way is way better. Now I live a clean life, exciting life. I have Him in my life. I can, I can hear His voice. He speaks to me and I speak to Him. I have a Father who, who corrects me, who encourages me. It's amazing. I don't know how people do life without God, actually. It's, it's quite scary. So if that's you, don't wait any long. Can I get you to lift up your hand and say, you know what? I want to receive this Jesus that you mentioned. And I want to become a brand new creation. See you, young man. And when you do that, you will receive eternal life. And as I said a number of weeks ago, you might think, you know what? My, my life is not that bad. I'm not as bad as you. Well, everybody will die once. And after that, the judgment. You do not want to enter eternity without Jesus because you'd be locked in the state that you are in. Like I mentioned before, you are a sinner. That's why you sin. If you die without being made a brand new creation, you will die in that sinner state. And there's only one outcome, eternal separation from God forever and ever and ever. I don't think we understand what that concept is. It's a timeless place forever. And this is the mercy of God being extended to you right now. So one last chance. Is there anybody who wants to receive Jesus? Okay, let's just repeat this prayer. <coughs> Dear Lord Jesus, thank You so much for giving us Your Son to die on that cross, to remove our sins and to make us a brand new creation Please come into my heart, make me brand new and fill me with Your Spirit. Thank You, Lord, for Your leading and Your guidance in the Name of Jesus. 
I just thank you. If you pray that prayer for the very first time, I believe we've got a, 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 a screenshot there where, oh, for the, uh, I think the QR code right there, that's the one. So if you pray that prayer for the first time and you're a bit too nervous and embarrassed to come forward, please just click that and we can follow you up. So let me just end this in a, and close this in prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for the Word, Lord. I, I just pray that every single person, God, will not be afraid, God. And, and, and you just put, a, put your finger, God, your loving, gentle hand on the heart. If they are hating themselves, have no self-worth, Lord, I just pray that you convict them and, and speak to that wound, Lord. Bring healing, God, because there's nothing to be afraid of, God, if we're a child of God. And if we want to find You, God, Your mercy are everlasting. It's brand new every day. You open up Your door and Your arm to everyone, Lord. So Lord, I just thank You, God. I pray a revelation of the love of God to fall upon this congregation. In the Name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.